Well, we want to thank our sponsors that helped bring this episode to you. We've got a couple brand new ones. Farmers Co-op of uh, Kyoto and Vision Ag of Kyoto. Uh, the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa. Kyoto Transmission and Repair. Uh, Flint Cliffs Manufacturing of Burlington. Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine. Jen Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent of Kyoto, Iowa. Home Plate Sports Cars of Oskaloosa, Iowa. Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, B&B Propane, Huffton, Iowa, and many other outlets. R&B Brakes of Dubuque, Iowa. They got the best sports cards in the state of Iowa. Get in on, go to R&B Brakes Facebook page and tell them Round Guy sent you. Richardson's Tech Solutions of Richland, Iowa. Thanks for listening. This manufacturing is a full-service metal fabrication shop located in beautiful Burlington, Iowa. Flint Cliffs Manufacturing is hiring for welders, painters, and machine operators for both first and second shift. Call 319-752-2781. We've got Scotty Melvin, and he's got to break down a, a preview of the Class A bracket. So, uh, welcome program, Scotty. Good morning, Dave. It is a beautiful Sunday in Iowa, and it's going to heat up this week for week one. Yeah, I think it's going to be a look. You know, they're predicting like 93 degrees at game time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to hear it all week. We went over that stuff about the cramping. Uh, You've gone over with coaches. We we did a whole meathead and dumbbell podcast on it. And that's all we're going to hear about all week long now is, oh, it's hot. We're going to see cramps. Yes, we are because (laughs) kids are going to be overworked on top of the heat. It's early in the season. Their bodies ain't used to what they're going to do Friday night. It's going to be interesting. Well, it was a good thing. We asked you, uh, you and Greg, to do uh, maybe a little episode about heat cramps and what can be done about it, and I really appreciate you doing that. But uh, whether the temperature is 100 degrees or 10 degrees, the action on Friday nights is going to be super hot and exciting. And uh, you've got uh, uh, which are you, you got a specific district or more than one, or what's what do you got here? Just one. I think uh, largely we'll stick to one other than maybe 3A because it seems like uh, with this year's, well, it'll be this year and next fall's alignments for districts, most of our local Southeast Iowa teams are all together instead of split up uh, outside of Fairfield going west. But uh, uh, yeah, so today, working our way up, I got Class A District 5, a brief breakdown of what I think will happen and, uh, you know, a few players to highlight. Okay. I'm going to go uh, right into it here, bud. It's uh, going to be interesting to see how kind of the bottom half of this district shakes out. I think we've got three clear-cut leaders in the district, maybe four, and then kind of a jumbled mess of who's going to jockey for, for the bottom half of it, some up-and-comers. Um, and right off the bat, I've got number eight. There's eight teams in the district. I've got Louisa Muscatine finishing last probably this year i think it's great for them that they have dropped down into class a uh, after being 1a before and i've seen them as i've seen them in 2a over the years so uh, i don't know if that's an enrollment thing or the socioeconomic factor uh, coming into play there but i think they belong in class a they, they struggle to compete in football and uh they're, they're trying to build a program there and the reason i've got them at number eight it's kind of basing off of last year the fact they went zero and eight and uh, one of those losses came to who will be a conference rival, Van Buren, the Warriors. 
uh, beat them 70 to 22 last year. And Van Buren may be one of the teams that, that struggles a bit in this district this year. If, uh, if things go the way I think they're getting. So that, that tells me L&M's got a lot of work to do. Again, we could be way off on this because, you know, we don't know who's coming in and, and things can change real fast in a high school football program if the right attitudes and the right players and, and coaches and all that stuff comes together. But uh, for now, I got the Falcons at number eight. And uh, next, at the seventh spot, I got the Warriors, Van Buren Warriors. And it's largely due to the fact they graduated so much talent. I listened to your uh, – uh, interview the other day with their head coach and I think they've got some good players on the squad it sounds like but he did have kind of a recurring theme through that interview that they lack numbers um, that is you know we keep talking about that that depth thing um, throughout these previews and, and some of your coaches interviews and I think that's going to hurt them some this year in this district because some other teams have a lot more depth than Van Buren does so um, having said that they do have some athletes down there uh, some graduated, quite a few talented ones, but they're bringing a few back. We'll see what those kids can put together on Friday nights. But uh, I've got them slated at number seven. Number six, I got the Danville Bears. And Danville, buddy, they could easily move up several spots. I, I just don't know. You've heard Coach Lekwa rave about their youth program there. I scanned through their roster. Not everybody's got their rosters up on bound yet. I hope that uh, gets fixed here in the next couple of days. Danville does, and, and they've, they've got depth they've got a nice balance of of uh freshmen to, through senior players so it's not all a bunch of freshmen and sophomores that have got to get out there and get banged around on friday nights they've got juniors and seniors to contribute they look to me like they've got some size uh for a class a team so danville could really surprise some people because we're, we're kind of looking at them like an expansion team and nobody expects an expansion team to come out of the gate and, and do anything Danville could make some noise in this district, but just because I don't know anything about them and they are that expansion team uh, going out on their own here, I'm, I've got them at number six, but, uh, you know, hold on to your hats. The, Bear, the Bears could make some noise this year. Number five, I've got the Wapalo Indians. They're another one that uh, I'm, I'm just kind of not sure. They could do a lot better than, than five in this district. Um, they do – Returned Dylan Woodruff off last year's four and five team. He had six rushing touchdowns last year. He's a good contributor, 15 catches on offense. Uh, they did graduate some good talent. Um, and that's where I, you know, between that and the fact they have a new coach, so I've got him kind of downgraded as a preseason look. Uh, but, but I could be way off here. And I noticed you'll like this, Dave. Jackson Land's coming out for football this year. So Ooh, he was a heck of a basketball yeah. player. He is a physical specimen. You saw him out there throwing down the dunks. He's big. He's broad-shouldered, muscular. Uh, well, so on, got... on a, a side note there, uh, we were going to have an interview with uh, the Wapalo Indians coach yesterday, but we had to reschedule. But he says okay. Monday or Tuesday we'll get it. So we'll have a little more information up about them. Yeah, that, that'll help. And uh, it, it helps me when I'm trying to kind of uh, I, I agree. Um and it'll it'll change my mind sometimes when I hear a coach talk about what he's got going on. I try to read what he's trying to say between the lines a little bit, <laughs> and that'll influence uh, some of my little predictions here. Uh, so that's always helpful. But uh, yeah, Jackson will be, I think, a big time impact player for Wapolo. What else they have, I don't know yet. So I'll be interested to hear that interview. Number four, I got the Highland Huskies. Um, Highland Huskies, hey, the Highland Huskies are sponsored this year by. Uh... Farmers Co-op of Kyoto and uh, 
vision ag of Kyoto. You know, the, the Huskies have, have come off a couple of rough years, but they've got a, a coach that's been in place now. I think this will be his third year. Um, and they've made progress. We've seen him make progress game to game and now year to year. And he's in a, that third year. Uh, I think they're young, but they've got uh, talented youth. They're led by junior Sage Hartley Norman. He's only, like I said, a junior this year and last year as a sophomore he uh, threw for 550 yards and six touchdowns he threw quite a few interceptions but i, I like that shows me that that he's fearless and i like that and so i think a kid like him will take a huge step forward from last fall to this fall well that's a bold uh, prediction yeah I, I i think he's talented they leaned on him quite a bit and uh, uh you know and in class a you can do that one player can take you pretty far if, if the other kids are supporting him well, and I think he might be that X factor for those guys. They do have a senior, uh, I believe his last name is Guzman, Luke Guzman or Giesman. He rushed for almost 100 yards last year and four touchdowns, so uh, those two guys should should help out quite a bit. Uh, Logan McFarland's back. The McFarland's up there. They're all talented athletes. Uh, that's that's a trio of uh, good athletes for Highland there to to build around so i think they'll take a major step forward they were 0 and 8 last year i don't think we're going to see another win this season from the huskies okay that brings me to the top three now two of these are interchangeable one is not barring some sort of i don't know monumental disaster but uh number three and this is just this is like i said interchangeable to me i do have the peak and panthers down at as the number three team in this district I can see them finishing. Uh, well, we're contractually obligated to mention all the sponsors Peak and Panthers <laughs> has, which is they, they also have uh, uh, Vision Ag and uh, Farmers Co-op there in Kyoto, but they also have Henshaw Trailer Sales supporting them. They've got the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa, and they also have uh, Richardson's uh, Tech Solutions there in Richland. So they're a well-sponsored team. But go ahead. I'm I'm liking uh, I'm liking your your hype on them. Well, you know, this is all based off of my own uh, reading into what I listened to your interviews with uh, Coach Weber, and then my own look at bound and stats and returning players. You know, they graduated Luke Long. They graduated some some good talent, and he was definitely the leader last year, uh, supreme athlete. But they do bring back a junior, Will Adam. And uh, well, he's, I, he's looking good. I, I, yeah, I think he's the best looking uh, uh, player they probably have, or at least looked really good in the practice that I saw. Well, he's only a junior. And, you know, that, that again, one great piece like that's a lot to build around. And he seems to have that look. I trust you on that, buddy. You've seen him in person. He's uh, you know, he only rushed for 361 yards last year because he wasn't a, I don't think he was the featured, you know, ball carrier. But, <laughs> Almost nine yards per carry. That's you know, a pretty that, good taste, though, you know, for a yeah, sophomore. That's, that's real good. Only three touchdowns, but still, that's, uh, that's a nice sophomore season to build off of there. Had a, another 11 receptions, um, 15 yards per catch. That's pretty darn good, and another three touchdowns. And the other thing I noticed, that not a lot of names jumped out at me as far as anybody I remembered from last year. I feel like for Class A, Pekin's got decent depth, and they've got some size on the line. Um, that isn't the end-all be-all, but at a small school, that's going to be, uh, especially in this district, this District 5, that's going to be something that might be necessary uh, if anybody wants to topple my top dog. 
but we're not there yet. So we're going to the number two spot. I'm going with Lisbon. I'm going with the Lions. A lot of this based off of last year as well. Uh, that was a really great team they had. And uh, they did lose some talent. I mean, some major some major pieces off of that team. But they've got a few coming back. They're a lot like Pekin. These two teams are like looking in a mirror. Lisbon's got some size as well. They've also got depth. And, uh, again, for me, that, that means a lot. I could see these two flip-flopping the two and three spot. Um, I'm giving Lisbon that little bit more respect based off of recent success while Pekin's still on that upward trajectory. But with uh, Coach Weber, uh, you know, he's got his third year in now, or it will be this his third year. This is his third year, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, uh, much like Hyrule. You're liking the third year, uh, Coach. I, I think even at the high school level, I think, um, especially when you're starting from scratch, a program that maybe has been down and, and had a losing season or a winless season or two or whatever, uh, take you about three years of that continuity to build things back up. And that's when you start seeing the difference of that new program and the new regime of a new coach. Uh, so Pekin to me could easily be the number two team. And both of these teams will push my number one team, the Columbus Wildcats, but it's going to take some sort of uh, almost miracle for anybody in this district to knock those guys off. They just returned too much, man. Um, even with the, the, the five seniors that they lost, which were some really great players, the, the underclassmen that are coming back off of that wonderful season they had where they just missed the district championship in a classic overtime game that you and I got to see versus Al Burnett, uh, running into the playoffs, getting their first win in forever, and then, uh, of course, getting buzzsawed by uh, Grundy Center, who is now out and up in Class 1A. We're seeing Columbus in the uh, top five rankings everywhere uh, to start the season. To me, that's too low. I put that on Twitter. I said, that's, that's too low, but we'll see, you know, that's, that's me being a homer. Um, but the Columbus Wildcats are my number one team. I think they will rule class a district five and it's a distance between them and everybody else, you know? Um, and we'll see, uh, it would be nice for them. And I think coach Lecker would tell you if, if a couple of these teams at least would give them some, some push on this, but, uh, from the fan standpoint, I don't see it happening. You got Raul Amagon, the number two leading rusher in the class, in the whole state of Iowa, coming back. He could have easily had well over the 1,872 yards that he had last year if he had to play four quarters more often, but they just didn't have to use him that much. Talk about yards per carry, buddy. To carry as many times as, uh, as Caden does. I'm sorry, I keep calling him by his dad's name, Caden Amagon. 11.8 per carry, almost 12. Oh, hey, I got some breaking news for you. Uh-oh. What do you got? I've, I've come up with a nickname. Oh, God. Here we go. King, I'm already gone, Amagon. <laughs> That's about perfect. Uh... <laughs> you know, he's all, you know, by the time you see him, he's already gone. He's a old school blend of speed and power at the running back spot. And uh, he's so much fun to watch because he'll run guys over, man. He'll get in the middle. He'll go up the middle and, uh, take on all comers and still bust loose. And then if he gets loose, he's going to leave you in the dust because he's got that breakaway speed. He's a uh, coach's dream to have on, on the offense there in the backfield, 26 touchdowns a year ago, 51 tackles on defense from his linebacker spot. I mean, he's a, he's a one man wrecking machine. And unlike a lot of other schools around, they've got a lot more pieces around him that are on his level. Uh, Cole storm coming back. 200 yards last year rushing, almost nine yards per carry. This is why the Columbus the Wildcats don't throw. <laughs> why would you throw? 
Uh, six touchdowns for Cole last year. He was a leader on defense with 57 tackles from his linebacking spot. He was uh, a stud out there. And then, of course, we got my guy, Riley Kalberg. Hey, I got some breaking news for you. Oh, here we go. Riley the Hindenburg Kalberg. You probably have to explain that one to the listeners, but uh, you, you're kind of. Uh, <laughs> I know it's an old reference, but, that one, but... <laughs> he he can blow the scoreboard up like the Hindenburg. I think we're going to see that this year. Um, he was limited offensively last year because of you know Tristan Miller and Caden getting all the carries for the large part. Uh, but when he came in to spell those guys, or towards the end of a game, or what have you, almost 400 <laughs> yards from the ground. 13.6 yards per carry for Riley last year. Granted, limited carries, but that is that's a crazy stat line. Yeah, Seven but times. they won't be that limited this year, will they? Well, no. And and I don't expect him to probably get 13 a carry because of that, because he'll be going against everybody's first team and getting the best shot. But I believe him and Caden will be flirting and maybe above that 10-yard per carry average, both of them. Uh, I fully expect that to happen. Well, and it also, uh, they won't have to work uh, uh, I'm already gone too much, you know, because they will have some other weapons that can really deliver the mail. Yeah, that's for sure. But Caden's uh, going to have a little chip on his shoulder, and he should because he, he really deserved first-team All-State last year. And I understand they were rewarding seniors, and there was a lot of talented seniors in the state playing running back. But that stat line, you know, that he that he put up last year, he deserved first team. I don't care what class, but uh, and I think he'll be hard after that this year. As long as the team's winning, I think the, this team is all about making that dome run or giving it its best shot. Um, so we'll see we'll see how it goes. But I think Caden's going to really. I think we're going to see him carry the ball a lot. I think we're going to see him put up some some stats that are maybe unprecedented in this area. Well, I think they're going to light up the scoreboard like a deaf, dumb, blind kid lights up the pinball machine. Uh, well, that's, that's a no-brainer. There, there's going to be some high scores, and if anybody's going to keep up with these guys, it's going to have to be because they are able to score along with them. I don't see it happening because they're too tough on defense. But, uh, you know, we'll, well see. I do have a question uh, for the team. Uh, they're changing quarterbacks, you know, and I think, uh, you know, I know they hand the ball off a lot and everything, but, uh, you know, you need a good quarterback, knows how to do stuff, and uh, – uh, I don't. I, I'm not. I don't even remember who they who they have because they had a good one last year. Uh, Jeffrey Hoback. Yeah, Hoback was a real, and he'll be he'll be something. His leadership and, and stuff will be uh, somewhat hard to replace. And I think sure. that's the that's the key because I think their offensive line, their defensive line, their linebackers, everything else falls into place really well, uh, and they're all in really good shape. And. Uh, I think that, but I, I'm going to try and uh, sneak over there and see one of their practices. Uh, yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to get there too uh, before the, before Friday, if if at all possible. So we'll have to collaborate on that a bit. We got to we got to keep the um, the Columbus faithful uh, informed as to what's going on because they are hungry and thirsty for information about that team. But so uh, wow, well that's a pretty good list, Scott. It is, um, and, it, and it was kind of no secret who was going to be, uh, you know, predicted to finish first. I'm sure I am far and away not the only one predicting a, a district championship this year for Columbus. Um, so, yeah, I mean, 
you, you talk about uh, replacing a quarterback real quick. I'm looking through their stats on bound yesterday. They played 10 games. They, they finished eight and two and made that little playoff run. And uh, threw a whopping 17 passes in 10 games last year. So uh, if, if they're able to run wild again this year, and I have no doubt they will, I, I could see that total being about the same. Um, well, it's, uh, it was sure amazing to watch them last year, and it yeah. just cut. I mean, but they one thing they won't do this year is catch anyone by surprise. No, that, and that's a good thing. And uh, so as long as they keep their uh, – and they should be riding high. They should be proud of what they've done, proud of what they are about to do. Uh, but keep that level head, and, and they'll be fine. Play, keep working hard, like the, doing the things they've been doing. And uh, they, they will they will accomplish major things this year. I want to point out one more kid. We talk about him all the time. Your coiled Cobra, Russell Coil. 58 tackles from an interior lineman last year. 46. Cobra. Uh, five sacks. That's a stat line that you're just not going to see on any level of football. Uh, Ten games, you know, he put up those numbers as an interior defensive lineman. It's just, I love watching him play. He's he's such a nice kid too. Yeah. Uh, another thing to look out for is Wildcats. A uh, little stat line that I that I was able to put together there, looking through uh, everything. They had five special teams touchdowns last year, and you've been going over that special team stuff with every coach when you interview them, and they talk about how important it is. You know, for field position and, and little details. Well, that that's an eye popping detail right there. Five special teams touchdowns, and yes, Tristan Miller's gone, but they've still got Caden and Riley and uh, gang going uh, out there and, and receiving those punts and kicks. Um, you can see that number increase or, or at least be duplicated this year. So they can score from anywhere, and uh, I'll be real surprised if anybody can really give them a challenge at least in the regular season. Well, uh, pretty, pretty interesting. Pretty good. You know, this, this, what's this district called? This one's uh class a district five. That's, you know, there, that's a, a lot of the meat and potatoes of Brown guy radios, uh, family, isn't it? Yeah. There, this entire, uh, list here, you know, is, is every team in it's a team that's covered by Southeast Iowa media traditionally. And I like that because, uh, it, well, it's it's what I see and have been watching for the last almost 30 years. And uh, I like to see them all together. And I that's why I, I get so miffed when I see a Fairfield get jettisoned out of the out of the local district here. But uh, I also understand competitive balance. So, they're, uh, they're on a mission to spread Round Guy Radio to some new territory. So they are. Them. And I, I wish I had more time to dig in and all these teams that are not from our area that, uh, that uh, say a Fairfield's going to have to face. But it's just much easier for me to look at a list like this one. Stay with what you know, <laughs> Scotty. You don't have to do it all. You well, do enough. They're in time. <laughs> There's and, not time uh, for I'll tell you, the Lisbon team uh, got to see their uh, – they, they had a baseball team, went to state, and uh, won a game, and uh, top four team. They got a lot of athletes over there, so they'll, they'll be pretty competitive. But I think there's a lot of – a lot of this stuff intrigues me. You know, uh, you know I want to see how Van Buren does. I want to see if Highland can improve. I want to see if Pekin can live up to the expectations. So there's a lot going on top to bottom here. Yeah, this, this might be for us in, in a local sense, but this might be the most interesting district we get to uh, follow this fall. Well, I always enjoy it. It's one of my very favorites. So, anything else you want to say before we cut this one off, Scott? 
Well, I think that'll do it for uh, Class A District 5, and uh, I'll go to work on uh, a 1A district uh, that will uh, include a lot of talk about the Sigourney Kyoto Cobras. Okay, yeah. All right, thanks for being with us.